Welcome. Glad you are joining in on our first episode on leading the loss to the cross. Uh, lost to the leading the loss to the cross is a podcast going with Christ Alone Ministries, and I want to give you a little info, a little bit of an introduction on Christ Alone Ministries, and what you can learn here at Christ Alone Ministries. Uh, what we kind of believe here at Christ Alone Ministries and why we believe it. So Christ Alone Ministries is where you can you will learn the Bible to be the inspired, infallible, authoritative Word of God. And the Word of God reveals the love of God to the world. You'll learn here that there is one God, eternally existent, in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's where you can learn the teachings of the Lord Jesus and his virgin birth, his sinless life, his miracles, his atoning death through his shed blood on the cross, his resurrection, his ascension to the Father, and his personal return in power and glory. Christ Alone Ministries is where you will learn that all men, all men are lost and face the judgment of God, that Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation, and that for the salvation of lost and sinful man, repentance of sin and faith in Jesus Christ results in regeneration by accepting Him as your Savior and being baptized to follow His example. It is where you will grasp the resurrection of both the saved and the lost, the saved unto the resurrection of eternal life, and the lost unto the resurrection of eternal punishment. It's where you can come and lay down your past mistakes, your struggles. It's where you can start living for Christ alone, because Christ alone is our cornerstone. The cornerstone is the most important stone in the foundation. The cornerstone sets the foundation in the proper direction. But Christ alone is also our foundation. Jesus is the foundation of our faith, hope, and love. He is also our atone. The very people he came to save scorned him, and he was crucified for our sins. He is the Son of the Invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, the Creator, the Redeemer of the cosmos. He is vast. He is beyond imaginable. He fills the universe, and the fullness of God fills Him. We say Christ alone because there is no room for anyone else. He is the eternal Son of the Father, our Maker, our Savior, our salvation. That's why we say Christ alone. I hope that was a good little background on Christ Alone Ministries what we believe, uh, what you will learn, and why we believe it. Uh, But here, on Leading the Lost to the Cross, we are going to start with a four-week series on getting to know the lesser knowns. And this series is going to be about stories of people in the Bible whom we may not know a lot about or heard a lot of. And so the first person we are going to talk about here is Andrew. And Andrew is mentioned only a few times in the New Testament. Andrew was a disciple of Jesus, and he was the brother of Peter. But on each occasion, I can count how many times on one finger, how many times Andrew is mentioned in the Bible. But each occasion, we see him introducing others to Jesus. We first see him introducing his brother to the Lord in John chapter 1. We see him then introducing the lad with the five loaves and the two fish to feed the 5,000 in John chapter 6. And finally, we see him introduce the Greeks to the Lord in John chapter 12. Now, I want us to understand here what Andrew is doing, and because there is no more important work 
in the world than what he is doing, and that is introducing other people to the Lord. Andrew had been called to this task by the Lord himself, but Luke 19.10 tells us that we are to be engaged in that same task, that same calling that Andrew was in, that Andrew had been called to do. We may we may be very ordinary people, but so is Andrew, and like Andrew, we can the Lord can use us in bringing others to know him. Now, we may not think Andrew ranked with Paul or his own brother Peter. We are because we sometimes I mean sometimes we think, "Hey, if you hadn't done this, you know, you might have not been as good." But we are never told that Andrew ever even preached a sermon. But he, but, you know, he did lead Peter to Christ, and Peter preached many sermons. But I want us to know that without Peter, there would have been, without Andrew, excuse me, without Andrew, there would have been no sermons from Peter had it not been for the faithful, personal, soul-winning heart of Andrew. If it wasn't for Andrew, there would have been no sermons from Peter. Because Andrew is a great illustration of a successful soul winner. And in this study, there are three aspects of the theme presented to us. And I want us to read John chapter 1, verse 39 through 42. I'll give you a little bit of background before this. John's disciples start following Jesus. Their two disciples start following him. They, they start following him. Jesus asks, what do you want? The, and uh, they replied, where are you staying? And in verse 39, Jesus says, come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah. That is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. And Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. So I want us to look at three things here that Andrew teaches us, shows us. Number one, the soul winner's task. What is the task of the soul winner? Verse 41 tells us the first thing Andrew did was to find his brother. Each word in this sentence is very important, but the first thing I want us to look at is the word first, because there is no doubt in my mind that Andrew won many others to the Lord after he himself became a Christian. But first, he thought of and successfully won his own brother. Immediately, Andrew found Christ and became concerned that someone else should find him. And that is exactly how it should be. When we are born again, the impulse to win someone else is born within us. We should nurture this impulse and see to it that soul winning is regarded as first importance. And so we looked at the word first. Now let's look at the word find. We don't know how far Andrew needed to search for Peter, but we do know that those whom the Lord would have us find are lost. And for this reason, they need to be sought. Now, do, I don't know if we realize this, but all people around us who are without Christ are lost. Once this really grips our mind, 
the most important thing in the world to us should be to introduce them to the one who alone can save them. The third thing I want us to look at is Andrew first found his brother. Now, it is very significant that the Bible says his brother, not someone else's. It is often much easier to speak to someone else's brother, but let us first be concerned for those whose salvation we are first responsible, namely the members of our family. Now, do you have loved ones who are not Christians? And if you do, are you doing anything to bring them to Jesus? Are you like Andrew in introducing them to Christ? Here then is the soul winner's task, and it this task needs much patience and endeavor, but it can bring blessing upon blessing to those nearest and dearest to us. So with us learning about the soul winner's task, I want us to notice the second thing, the soul winner's testimony. What did Andrew say to Peter when he found him? Verse 41 says, We have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. All Andrew did was give his testimony, and I want us to notice four things about it. Number one, it was a spoken testimony. It is most important that our lives are consistent but living a Christ-like life does not exempt us from speaking for the Lord as when he gives us the opportunity. So I want us to look at Mark chapter 5. Mark 5, we'll read verse 19. And Mark 5 verse 19. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And so what this, I'll give you a little bit of background. I should have done that before I read it. But this background is with the man who was possessed by multiple demons. And uh, when they were put into the pigs, the pigs went over the hillside. Um, so Jesus said... Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you. And so I want us to look at, in, verse, in this verse 19 of Mark 5, I want us to look at the word tell. Most of us are ready, most of us are ready and willing to speak on almost every subject. I mean, every topic, ice cream, pizza. I mean, I could speak on all those for days. Basketball, baseball. But... And you may have some some topics you really like to talk about, maybe with your friends or your mom. But are we as ready and willing to speak of and for the Lord as we are those special topics that we like to talk about? Are we willing to speak Christ to people? So not only was this a spoken testimony, it was a simple testimony. A child could have understood what Andrew said. And it is when we speak of the Lord Jesus, as naturally as we talk of any earthly friend, that God blesses and uses our testimony to the salvation of others. Have you found the Lord as your Savior? Have you proved Him to be a wonderful friend? Has He answered your prayers? And if He has done these things, why aren't you telling Him about, why aren't you telling others about these things? Can you not tell others about these things? 
It is a simple testimony, and we should tell others about him. Not only was it a spoken testimony, not only was it a simple testimony, but it was a sure testimony. Andrew was absolutely certain of his message, and that is what the world, that is exactly what the world is waiting for today. On every hand, there is a lack of certainty, but God, who is faithful, has given sure and certain declaration in his word upon which we may rest and find absolute assurance. So go ahead and turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. I'll give you an example of absolute assurance. That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed, and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. And Paul is writing this to Timothy, saying, Hey, I have absolute assurance in Jesus Christ. So not only was it a spoken testimony, a simple testimony, a sure testimony, but it was a sanctified testimony. Andrew used what was in Peter's mind as a point of contact for Peter, a point of contact for Peter, because like every Jew, Peter was looking for the Messiah. Now, now great wisdom here is needed in soul winning work, and the Lord promises us and promises to give it. Now we need to find out what our contacts are interested in and make that the point of departure in seeking to win them to Jesus. Are you doing that? Because if not, begin now. And because when when Andrew had given his testimony to Peter, his his work was not finished. There was still one thing that needed needed to be done, that he needed to do. And I like to call it the soul winner's triumph. The soul winner's triumph is in verse 42. And it says, And he brought him to Jesus. Ponder on that for a moment. Ponder on that for a moment. And he brought him to Jesus. Have you ever experienced this glorious moment have you ever had this glorious experience in your life because i'm telling you it is important to notice that andrew brought peter to jesus he didn't say hey peter peter hey you know jesus is over there around the corner why don't you go say hi because i can picture it now peter i mean andrew picking up peter throwing him on his shoulders and running him to Jesus, or Andrew grabbing his brother and running with him to Jesus because Andrew led him to the Lord and made the introduction. It is a fact that the majority of those who come to the Lord are converted. Those who are converted are brought to him by someone. I want to tell you here today, Andrew formed a human link between Jesus and his lost brother. Was it worth the effort? Was it worth all the struggle? You know, you look at Peter and you know he had some issues. Was it worth the hassle? Was it worth willing? Was it worth hearing him talk and talk and talk? Oh, I don't need this. Oh, no, 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 no. Not right now. Don't do this again. Come on. You've tried this over and over. This ain't it. But it was worth it because as we read further on in Scripture, we find out that Peter spoke many sermons. He led many to Christ. But without Andrew, there would have been no Peter. Without the soul winner, there wouldn't have been Peter. There are Peters all around us today who are waiting 
to be found and one to the Lord. Will you be an Andrew? Will you be a true Andrew and seek to win them for him? The base verse behind Christ Alone Ministries here is Acts 4.12, and I'd like to share it with you. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. That is so true, because Christ alone is our salvation. And Andrew knew that and told as many people as he could. The question is, will you? Will you tell others of our salvation? Will you tell them about Christ? Will you lead the lost to the cross? I hope you enjoyed this first episode here on leading the lost to the cross. I've enjoyed speaking to you. I've hoped, I hope that God has spoke to you through this message that I have, this lesson or encouraging word that I was able to give to you that the Lord led me to share. And I hope you enjoyed our first lesson on getting to know the lesser knowns. Uh, we will be back next Thursday for the second week for the second topic on getting to know the lesser knowns. So this is Leading the Lost to the Cross. See you next week. God bless.